And welcome to the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen from Stephanie's Dish, and today we have a special guest because Stephanie is off today. Alex Lautner is here. <laughs> Did we describe Hello. you as a writer, freelance writer? Yep. Okay. All the things. Yeah, because you write a lot. I have been, you know, I just realized this the other day. I've been a freelance food writer in the Twin Cities for 23 years. Okay, that's a which long is time. Really weird when you're only 30. I love it. So, because how long ago did you and I meet? Maybe oh like 10? 10, 12? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I first, you were first on my radar from your time at Eater. Right. Right. And- I was with Eater for a long time uh, back with, with Joy. Um, Joy, remember when Joy went on maternity leave with yes. Cece? And that was my Our first. friend Joy Summers, who writes for the Star Tribune now. Yes, absolutely. And so she was my first editor at Eater. And when she went on maternity leave, I sort of got thrown into the wolves den with not a whole lot of uh, experience in, in person to person. I got to go to dinners right away. Right, Before right. that, I've been writing for Minnesota Monthly for just the comfort of my dining room. We didn't mm-hmm. really we didn't really have the events like, like we have now. Yeah. So. That so, is, it's been a blast. Yeah, kind of before the social media thing, I think, exactly. probably. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really thrilled to have you sit in on the show. Thank you. I, Stephanie, it's fun to sometimes to do the show with someone else just because we've been doing it together for so long, but also you get like different perspectives. And so sometimes she will be like, oh my God, I had the best time with so-and-so <laughs> when I'm gone. And I'm like, oh, you never go anywhere. But I am um, thrilled that you're here. And you know, it is this Saturday morning thing. It's not for everybody, right? Like, you got to pile in. I just came from Carol Evan this morning. Yes, she came in, like you said, came in hot, looking, looking gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I had to put makeup on. And <laughs> it, I feel so, so I'm doing an event with uh, Red Rabbit and Red Cow and Travis, the chef there, made five of the dishes oh. that are from my cookbook that will be at the dinner. So you come, you get the five courses, then they're paired with drinks. What a great match. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. super fun. If there are a few tickets left, you can find them at redcowmn.com. Okay. But it's really a tickle to see a fancy chef, like a chef, because mm-hmm. I'm a home cook, make these dishes that are my family's recipes and have them on TV and they're all chefed up, right? Like they have oh. the special garnishes and they look super pretty. So it's just such a <laughs> thrill to to do that because I was just like, God, look how good he made my fritters look. He made zucchini fritters and they were just perfectly browned. You know, they never get that way at home. Yeah. You don't use tweezers to put on fresh nope. flowers? or Nope. I don't. Uh, no. Make but, Kurt pluck yeah. all the different. Excuse me, Kurt, could you pluck this rosemary, please? No, he'd be like, no, I'm not plucking your rosemary. <laughs> 
I'm reading. Yes. Uh, we do have a great show for you today, though. And you guys know Alex probably on the air more than I do on the air because I'm not here when she's usually on. I know. I've always I've always wanted a show of all three of us. That would be a blast. Yeah, it would be fun. Yes. Okay, so we're going to do a little like get to know Alex, a few questions here. Mm-hmm. These are the same questions that they ask, like usually in Food and Wine or in Bon Appetit at wow. the last page. Okay. So uh, what's the last thing you cooked for yourself? For myself. Okay, well, actually, that's easy. I had a great meal that I, I've been doing low carb. Okay. Which is what I wanted to put out as the Facebook question. We'll get to that sure, later. Sure, sure, sure. So I've been trying to do low carb, and I made salmon. And I made from, and I don't remember the brand, but it's one of those frozen um, cauliflower risotto. Oh, sure. And it was really good. Yeah. You know, anything cauliflowery always has that sort of sour after. I love cauliflower. A lot of people don't. But it's not potatoes. Let's just be yeah, real. It's right. not. You're not getting mashed potatoes. But it was so good. If you load that up with enough roasted vegetables and a really beautiful piece of salmon, it's it was delicious. And I was so excited that I... You know, I can really build on these. You get a main product that's low carb. Yep. And then you could just sort of build on top of it with all the good stuff. I love it. It's really good. Okay. What is a favorite food from your childhood? Just recently, I was reminded, and it's a long story how, but I was reminded of this cake my mom used to make. And I use that term very loosely. It was basically these tea cookies that she would layer. She would make them in a pyramid shape, and she would have... I think like whipped cream and pudding and then chocolate on top. Yum. Does anybody else know what that is? And we've tried to replicate it and you can't because from a different country, it's just the food is just different. Yep. But that, yeah, I was just reminded of that actually this week. And okay. And I want to try to attempt to make it. All right. I have a, I have a tip that Ooh. we'll give you later on about how to stabilize whipped cream. That oh. could be part of this equation. Okay. Okay. How would you describe... Um, okay, wait, something in your fridge or freezer that would surprise people. Something in my fridge and freezer that, whoa, I don't, I don't think I can surprise people. Can I, what would would you not expect to see in my freezer? Um, gum, pot gummies. (laughs) (laughs) That's in my freezer. (laughs) You keep those in the freezer? My husband does because he gets them in when we go to Palm Springs or California, he brings them home and then he keeps them in the freezer and he only takes them when... He's got food allergies and sometimes he gets poisoned. Okay. So he can't sleep. So like in the middle of the night, his legs will be, it's a nervous thing. So his legs are jangling and he gets anxiety. It's, it's like a nervous disorder that happens to him. So then he takes one. And so you may be surprised to hear that. I do have two in my drawer next to my bed. (laughs) They have been there in a Ziploc baggie for about three months. A friend who you also know, so sh- shall remain nameless, yep. gave them to me, and I've I'm just not. I just, yeah. I, I, listen, I would love to be that person. I'm just not, and I, now I don't know if they're good anymore. Like, oh, are they poisonous? Funny. How long do they last? Do I start googling shelf life of pot gummies? I don't know. So this I'll probably was, throw those away. So both of both Alex and I are cancer survivors, and someone at during my journey gave me a joint. Yes, and was me like, too. you know, me here's too. this joint and that joint rolled around in like a jewelry <laughs> box and then it was in this other box. And then one day I like couldn't find it. And uh-huh. it wasn't even like I was looking for it, but I just like and this was literally years later. I was like, wait, that yeah. joint's gone. So I asked Ellie and she was like, well, 
Yeah. I mean, you left a joint in the house, mom. What are you Yeah, thinking? hopefully my 15-year-old is not listening to this right now. Yeah, no, yeah, this someone was tried, Someone tried to give me their medicinal pot yep. when I was going through my stuff, and it did nothing. Yeah. So I just don't think I'm impacted by yeah. pot. Okay. Uh, so that's what's More on in that my later. freezer. I don't know. Uh, how about um, the last restaurant you ate at? I knew you were going to ask me that. The last restaurant I had ate at was Smack Shack. Oh. Just this week. Again, going back to the low carb. And now you just took away my one of my top two in hour two. But I had the lobster cob. Oh, the lobster, you, the lobster cob salad, cob yeah, with the tarragon dressing, divine. It's a yeah, green goddess. Yep, it's so good, and it's about as close to low carb as as I could find on their menu. But it was delicious. I love that. I went to the one that used to be Fuddruckers. Yeah, in Bloomington. In Bloomington, which is a very different feeling. Well, than they the did North their Loop best. One. I mean, that is not a good space in my my it, two senses. They should just build that building. Fuddruckery. It's you know, I don't know if it's because we can't get out of our heads. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. They did as good of a job as they can. Okay. Uh, if you had to eat one thing for a week, what would it be? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> you didn't even miss a beat. Oh, dear. Love me some my dad's mashed potatoes, and I really like it with sauerkraut next to it. Okay, yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it about your dad's, do you think, or is it just that they're know. the whole memory of your dad? Uh, like, did he have any special technique? No. Okay. Just he, his, just are, his are just always perfect. Yes. Um, my mom would blend them with a hand mixer. Yeah, that's what he does. Okay. What do you do? I just like use a potato masher. Oh no no no! But the hand mixer. But sometimes when you use a hand mixer, this would happen to my mom about every tenth time. Yeah. There's too much gluten. They get gummy. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So no, he my uses dad's... a hand mixer too. I do too. Okay. Funny. Yes. yes All right. Yes, yeah. Of course. I would not have thought, I thought that. That was the only way. Okay, I think, is that uh Are we taking too long? Well, no, I'm okay. like, okay, do we have anyone more? I think I've got all the questions. Um, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to no. be. I thought you were going to say, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> That's a good Because I have question. an answer to that. <laughs> what is it? Tiny house in California. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'd have to like, we, we should have a tiny house commune. Let's. Cause it's already in the planning. My friend Angela and I, we have it all planned out. There's all these little mobile home and yeah. they're fancier mobile homes. Like they are in Carmel and well, there's so, a whole fancy tiny home communities. There around. was just an article on CNN that Malibu, it's called Paradise it. Cove. Did you read that? Yeah. Cause I've had my eye on that and they were like, well, they range from one to $2 million. So I guess not. That they're one, now but, from two to five. Okay, sure. Yep. Why not? And, uh, but <laughs> when I, when we were, we were actually together in Palm Springs and didn't know it. Yeah. But when I was in Palm Springs, I actually had an appointment to go see the ones that are Palm Canyon. Yes. And I ended up canceling it because I thought, well, I'm at least two years out. I'm not going to yeah. miss pool time for I this. Know. So I know. At Palm Springs, it's easy to get caught up in looking at houses. Yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Weekly Dishers, when you come back, we're going to talk with Alex about 10 restaurants to be excited about that are on the horizon when we come back. When people think about personal trainers, they sometimes picture this guy. You know something, Jessica? When I'm done with you, you're going to have the largest arms this side of the continent. I don't want that. But when you join the YMCA, you'll get a free fitness assessment from a real certified personal trainer. So you can set realistic goals, learn what to do, and what not to do. I am your doctor, yeah. And the only thing I prescribe is pain. That's what not to do. And he's not a doctor. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. All right, bump up the music, bump up the jams. 
10 restaurants to get excited about. There are a lot of interesting restaurant openings on the horizon. Uh, the Star Tribune did a little look, Sharon and our friend Joy. And I just wanted to chat with uh, Alex about it because as someone in the food space, like you got to be excited about some of these too. Very. So I'll just kind of talk about this list. And uh, Oro is the restaurant that I think... There's two that I'm really excited about. This is on my list. Okay. This is uh, Gustav Romero and his Gustavo and his wife, Kate. Yep. And they had Nixta, which is the tortilla, uh, nixtamalized tortillas that you find in like co-ops and they're around and you find them on a lot of restaurant menus. They're these very delicious tortillas and tortillas are something that I feel like mass produced are just terrible Mm -hmm. so i'm always like why can't anyone make a decent tortilla and his is closer it's still it's it's still a little tougher than i like but the flavor is super good okay um and he is opening in uh his current space a more sit-down dining experience that will be open wednesday through saturday for 45 to 50 diners are you a fan of his yes very much yeah very much and they did tons of takeout yes mm -hmm. Yes. And the tortillas, you know, he's got blue ones and pink yeah. ones and they're very I love delicious. that little shop too. I do too. I can get lost. It's so small and somehow I can be in there for a ridiculous amount of time. Have you been to Alt Burger yet, which is in the old modern cafe? I have not. I'm excited about this because it was the old modern, then it was the Sheridan room. Right. Now it's Alt Burger. This chef... Uh, Derek Moran was at the Dakota for many years. Ooh. And I always think the Dakota has amazing food. Chef Remy Pettis is there right now, and I think his food is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he's doing an alternative burger restaurant, and it stands for All Love This Burger, but it's not necessarily made from animal protein. So he's really experimenting with different types of proteins, but not... Um, more like vegetable forward, not necessarily like impossible meats, if that makes sense. Right. Not soy. Correct. Yes. So Alt Burger mm-hmm. was supposed to go last week and then my uh, dining companion couldn't go. So we're going to go in two weeks. Um, but they apparently have great fries, too. Oh, so that that's is something a, to so check out. is it a vegan restaurant? Uh, he doesn't go that? so far as to okay. say that. Okay. I think that he uses a lot of vegan-friendly ingredients. I think there are burgers on the menu that are not meat-based. In fact, I know there's a ton of them that aren't. Right. Well, yeah, hence that's what the name would imply, yeah. even though he's being kind of cute with the name. Yes. Right. Uh, you're a big donut person. I have been in the past, yes. Uh, how do you feel about Bogart Donuts expanding to St. Louis Park? I love Bogart. Yeah, Bogart's, you're a huge brown oh, butter donut I'm a gal. huge, huge Bogart fan, yes. And luckily, there's not any any Bogarts by my house, so I'm <laughs> glad they're not coming any closer to me. But yes, I'm a huge fan. When you, what do you like that they have? Like, what's your go-to donut at Bogart's? So, well, I love, that's where I get my sufganiyot for Hanukkah. They have amazing sufganiyot. I don't a, even know what that is. Is it? it didn't unleavened? I bring that no. to you and Bradley? Oh Maybe. no, that was Baba's. So uh, sufganiyot is basically a Hanukkah donut, and it's just a, it's literally a donut with usually raspberry. It's a jelly donut. Yum! But for Hanukkah, it's extra special, and they make theirs, you know, with a house made tart jelly. 
But yeah, I love me a brown Yum. butter donut. Okay, too. that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central. Did I mention that I'm low carbing? So this is not a good time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And I know. And actually, when you're no, low carbing too, it's almost like that's all you can think about is the carbs. Carbs. Um, Centro, yeah. our friend uh, Jamie Olson, is expanding with Jose Alacron. Um, they are right now in Northeast. They're opening up a big space in Highland. Correct. Which in the love former it. Menchies. Which yes. is, I think, at Cleveland and Ford Parkway is kind of the cross street. And I will say that is the most impossible space to park at. So good luck, because I don't know how they're going to. I hope they figure that out, because the reason that corner keeps going out of business, I, I fear. I mean, this is a completely uneducated guess, but the parking over there is just a bear. There's more than there used to be. Really? In what yeah. way? How? Well, there's more parking because the parking lot that used to be the bank, I think, has an oh. underground lot. Um, oh. There is neighborhood parking. There right. is parking at the Lifetime, which isn't like super close, but within like a block and a half. Is that legal? I suspect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suspect. I just know that the neighborhood over there used to be very strict. The yes. neighbors didn't like all the cars there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's going to be some issues with yeah. that for sure. Yeah. That is kind of the issue, though, when you're in an urban environment, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's totally worth it. We've been to Menchie's plenty. And when I lived at Selby Dale, like, yeah. there was never parking because the Happy Gnome and all the restaurants. And so friends were like, I, there's never anywhere to park when we come to your house. I was like, yeah, but we can walk to any of these places. And it's, Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but Centro, yes. More tacos, please. More tacos. And then she'll also have the burger counter that they do there. Um, the Everywhere When, Every When Burger Bar, cool. which is going to be moving over there too next door. Gainoy, which is Chef Anne Ahmed's uh, Southeast Asian spot in Loring Park. Yes. That is likely to be open by Pride. And I'm oh, real good. excited about that. That good. was a great space. There's a few restaurants that are coming up where I'm surprised by. Well, I mean, we know how long it takes to open a restaurant. I was like, oh, missed opportunity to. Uh, Maison Margot. Maison Margot. Yep. Uh, that's Chef David up. Fima will be in the old Ribnik space. Yeah. That's probably one of my top three that I'm most excited yeah, about. Yeah. I'm excited about I'm that so one too. I'm so excited about David. Yep. Uh, Fragment Coffee, which Park? has opened. No? Uh, they're in open book. Now they're going to be in the North Loop in the Nordic building, and they're also opening in Eden Prairie, and St. Anthony, Maine is open. So they've been open in the North Loop for a while. Mm -hmm. Again, very hard to park, completely worth it, great space. I actually have it on my to-do list to go to the one in St. Anthony, Maine. I said St. Anthony Park, but St. Anthony, Maine, because that space looks amazing. It's in the old River Place, and it is an amazing space. Yes, and, and you and I remember River Place. Yes, Boy, do I ever. Uh, I did a farmer's market right outside the door there for a season. Uh, Juniper is now being called, it's changed the name, and I want to say it's the uh, Chef Heather Klein from Roots to Rise restaurant. Um, She changed it from Juniper to something else, but uh, I think Heather Klein of Roots to Rise and what will be this future restaurant that's in the common root space, Mm -hmm. that's not called Juniper, but I can't think of the new name that's not open yet. It's going to be at Lindale and 25th. I think she's one to watch. I think we're going to be really impressed by her restaurant. Yeah, I didn't know that they were changing the name. Yeah, I love Juniper. They did change it. And I don't know if there was a conflict with the name, but they changed it to something else that I can't remember. Okay. So super helpful. I know. Just let me know. We didn't know. Uh, all right. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a break. We will talk a little bit more and see if there's any restaurants on Alex's list that I didn't get to. 
I did an interview with someone about food scraps and food waste for Earth Day that I think is pretty interesting. And we'll take your calls at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show at the end of the show, 651-641-1071 to call in then. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen from Stephanie's Dish. And I'm here with Alex Laudner. She is a freelance writer, um, most recently working at MSP Magazine and doing some for Eater still, right? I haven't done anything for Eater for a while, but yes. Okay. Anytime. Uh, we were talking about 10 restaurants to get excited about, and there were a few on the list that uh, Alex was excited about that I did not mention. Right. To me, my the one I'm most excited about is Herbst. Yes. And so we know all about that. That is at 280 in Raymond. It's next to Foxy Falafel in that little strip there. Same strip. Right, right. And, and that building was a former grocer. It was a little grocery store meat market, uh, focused on meat market, and then became another little grocery store with a meat market. So the name was always on the building, which is so cool. They maintained it. Yep. And if you know there, so it's Jorg and Angie Pirock. Uh, they are co-owners of Tilia with Stephen Brown. And that is exactly their aesthetic. They're very much about preservation and honoring a place and honoring a neighborhood. So it was just too perfect to have the name written already on there. And so they they kept the name. It's also uh, German. It means fall in German. And Jorg is from Germany. So it was just it was meant to be. And they bought the space next door, the building next door, which used to have succotash. And then there was an apartment upstairs. And they took over both they bought they built this beautiful sort of pergola arch in between and that's going to be the entrance to both spaces it's herbst eatery on one side and the farm stand on the neck and the other side and they're going to be they're going to work together so i'm so so excited and they have these dinners coming up um that are i think they're calling them pre-opening dinners yes and they're in this coming weekend and then the first weekend in May, and it's going to be very, very intimate. I'm going to try and move things around so I can go to the first weekend in May one, but very intimate at the bar. Not necessarily the actual menu that they'll have. This is just sort of a BTS behind yeah. the scenes. Your your opportunity to have this intimate experience, learning about the kinds of foods and what their passions are and what Chef uh, Simpson's history is what he wants to put on the table sort of before anybody else does so i'm pretty stoked about that i think i have it written down i want to say yeah it's two seatings each each night um 5 30 and 8 or something like that mm-hmm. and i'm not sure the price per ticket but we'll put a link up for that yes. i've got it it's on their instagram page too. i'm really excited and then they're shooting for mid-may mm-hmm. opening a really cool patio i got to have a hard hat tour so fun. I know usually that's a smart thing, but yeah. yes, I get to and upstairs they redid the apartment. It's just it's just really a lovely, lovely space. I'm excited because it's really it's in my neighborhood. <laughs> so yeah. anytime we get something great in St. Paul, I'm excited about yes, it. Yes, everyone's excited. Yes. And segueing into St. Paul, uh Big E, which I'm not sure what's going on with that. I've known about it for a while. Justin Sutherland's egg sandwich restaurant. I have not heard the latest, but that's coming next to Grand Ole Creamery. Remember, they had that Correct. pizza joint. That's coming next to that. That's dangerously close to my house. So, but that's, I'm very excited about that one too. I don't really know what exactly he's planning, but I'm always excited. You know, I feel like we're kind of at the beginning of the Renaissance again. Ooh. So, you know, we've talked about some really significant restaurant openings that are coming. Uh, you Baba Samas we talked about in Uptown. That 
Oh my gosh, I am so excited about that because their product. Well, I brought the product yeah. in for you and Bradley. The puffs are so delicious. The puffs, the, hummus, and the hummus is great. And my a, favorite stand at the fair by far. And a, is it a hummusery? Like uh, a hummusery, hummusery. That's what I think they're calling it—a hummus house. Yes, right. But it's going to have all the goodies. It's going to have a little marketplace, which farm stand for herbs is going to have as well. So that's a trend, right? Yep. It started with Alma, or I don't know who started it, but where there's a little tiny retail retail outlet has in it. the restaurant. Uh-huh. And I, I love that. So Herps is going to have some of their own dishes in there. Same with Bubba's. They're going to have their product. And then Bubba's is also going to be a production facility. Yep. So I don't I can't picture the, the place. I don't know what they took over. Uh, it's going to be big. Yeah. It's a it was a like a warehousey type mm, looking well, that building. Makes so that it's makes not sense. something you've thought of because I looked right. it up on a map. Right. But yeah, in the meantime, Mediterranean Cruise Cafe is their family's restaurant. So I was Which actually just too. there. You know what they have? That I was there a couple weeks ago. I got food to go. Don't ask me what I was doing. Where is it? Burnsville? Yeah. It's far. Piece, uh-huh. someplace far. Um, I got it to go and I got a plate of fries. And I ate the whole thing in two minutes in the car. Those Yum. are the best fries. Who would have thought? Well, and a lot of those Mediterranean dishes wrap fries in they do. Uh, pitas. Well, in Israel, they do. Yep. They put fries in your falafel sandwich. So, so good. Yes. Um, one of the comments or thoughts I had when we were at Pinoli last weekend, Steph and mm. I went and checked that out last Friday, also in Uptown, is I feel like we're kind of on the renaissance of some cool things happening in Uptown again. I think it's going to be slow, but I think people are finally relooking at Uptown. Hmm. It's w- been, it's been that's, a while. That's from our teenage years. That was the place. Correct. Figlios and Correct. And I do think it will take some time, but Babas is looking at that. Yeah. Um, we talked about the THC Cafe is going to be over there near Common Roots. I do just think that it's going to take some time, but I feel like there's more enthusiasm for people going back into the neighborhoods. And it's probably, it also coincides with there's been like a 30% drop in crime in the Twin Cities since the height of some of our um, civil unrest that happened due to the murders of George Floyd. Right. So we're seeing maybe some stability again a little bit. Right. So that's good if we could just get them to stop stealing those Kias and... All the, those cars that are getting stolen. Other than that, everything's yeah. been kind of stabilized. I, I think of Uptown as two different neighborhoods. I think of the Wedge as one area of Uptown. And I think of, what is the name of the Lake shopping Lake and Lindale. Lake and Lindale. And Cowan Square. I think that that all went to pot when Gap came in. Yep. And, you know, that Tino Latino was there. And yep. that was sort of the hot spot. But that whole area feels more soulless to me. And we need to get... Again, and maybe I'm all for just raising buildings at this point in my life, but I just I would love a fresh start in that corner. I think that it's going to start. It's funny the way you describe that, because I think it's going to start from the wedge down. Correct. Well, like, it already is. Yeah. Is, is uh-huh. over there. And absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that feels a little more. I mean, there's you have so many of these neighborhoods that are just full of people. Right. Like also downtown, you know, we just heard about the loss of the farmer's market on Nicollet Mall. Yeah. Which is a which was really in its day a very big deal, mm-hmm. very big farmers market. All of the workers would come out of the buildings, get, get their flowers, they yep. get their produce for their evening meals. It was a big deal, mm-hmm. and those those vendors did very well there. Yeah, 
And, you know, we have a lot of outposts for farmers markets. You can still go to Mill City. You can still go to the Minneapolis farmers market. We do have other options. Right. But the idea that these workers had these amenities that were right outside their door and the vibrancy of what was Nicollet Mall, I wonder if that will ever like come back in the same way. Right. Well, that's the whole will people come back to work discussion. And if they don't, then what's going to happen to downtown? Whereas uptown is a combination of workspace and so much mm-hmm. residential space. And so I think you're right that as people are moving towards working from home or have already moved towards working from home, they now want the same access that they had when they worked downtown. Yeah. And so they want to walk to the wedge. They want to yep. walk to get ice cream. Um, and I do think that downtown, I'm I'm still bullish on downtown Minneapolis. I went to Hamilton last weekend. And oh, did you? I walked eight blocks to my car <laughs> after the show and before the show because we ate at a place that it's hard to find places to eat down there now because a lot of those in the immediate area have closed. Right. But it was it felt really like it was that one of those 80 degree days. So that didn't hurt. Right. But it felt like, oh, this like I did not feel nervous going to my car. I didn't feel like it was uncomfortable and I have felt uncomfortable and I'm a downtown person. I've worked downtown. I live downtown Yeah. for the last 15 years. I have trafficked downtown. I've never thought twice about parking anywhere or walking. And during the pandemic times I did. Really? So, yeah, I did. A couple times I had mm-hmm. a few like, Oh, I don't know if this was a good idea kind of moments. Right. Right. Also last night um, at the Monte Carlo, you had a twins game you had a Timberwolves game. You had a, a wild game in St. Paul. Like downtown Minneapolis was buzzy again. And oh, it good. was cold as heck. Yes, it was. But it felt like there was a revitalization that is sort of slowly starting to bubble up and to happen. Well, that's great. Oh, and Monte Carlo, no better place to go when it's cold out or when it's warm because they have a beautiful patio. But yes. that is one of the, our coziest restaurants. Yeah, we had you a get really, the green beans. I did oh. get the green beans. That's one of my favorite things, the Szechuan green beans. Of course, you got to get the dry rubbed wings. And Right. All right. So <laughs> those are some restaurants to look forward to. Yes. Um, in your spring dining. I did. Um, I do a couple podcasts. I have the Makers of Minnesota podcast where I talk to people that make products in the Twin Cities. It's 90% food-based products, but I do other stuff too. Um, And I've had, I think, over 300 episodes of that. So you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. If you're interested in, um, I just, I interviewed a lady that owns this company called Safer Plate. And she has a kid that has severe food allergies. And so she was making these prepared meal kits for families with allergies that have none of the allergens. And over time, that has morphed into a frozen meal that she has, I think, six different varieties that you can find in your grocery freezer section. That really is a help. If you have a kid that has like peanut allergies or other types of allergens, you know, you can't, it's hard for you to find convenience foods for them. Mm-hmm. And as a mom of a couple kids, you know, sometimes you want to be able to be like, I'm going out to dinner, put your frozen meal in the microwave here, kid. And, and, and they're tasty. So I talked to her. I also got caught up with um, Lee Wallace from Peace Coffee, who for Earth Day, they're making these very biodegradable pods that are for your Keurig. They sent me a box. Yeah. I was going to do an unboxing and I forgot. And they're fully compostable. Yes, I saw that. I opened the box. They just came unsolicited, which is always fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty fun to talk to her. 
And then I talked to a woman named Tamar Adler, and her cookbook is one of the cookbooks I am most excited about for this season. I'm going to try to get her on Weekly Dish, too, but if you want to listen to the podcast, it's called The Everlasting Meal Cookbook. And what it is is it's leftovers A to Z. So it's literally like, let's just say, okay, uh, Alex, what do you do with your leftover... um, Let's see. What do you I do with something with blue cheese on oats or something? Along yeah, those it's lines. crazy. Okay, like, what do you do with your leftover pistachio shells? I throw them away. Okay, you can use them to make mulch or filler for the bottom of a potted plant huh. or kindling. Oh, so that's a great way. They apparently burn really well. Or you can save them in a container by the fireplace and just throw them in when you're making a fire. Like, who would have well, thought of that? What will it do to the fire? It starts it like oh. it's a fire starter. Okay. Um, okay, how about, let's say that you have some, okay, I'm just going to say you have some um, tortilla chips left over. What can you do with those? I always make chili killies. Oh, yes, of course. Yum. Mm-hmm. But you can also fry the chips and then um, this is what you do with old tortillas, not old. You can make tortilla chips. You can right. make tostadas. You can make chili quiles, which you said. You can make quesadillas. Also, she talks about what you can do with um, leftover frozen waffles. She turns them into a savory dish. Uh, a bean gratin, like if you have leftover beans. Right. Or you've got a packet of beans in your pantry that you got during the pandemic and you still haven't cooked. <laughs> right. You can use them to make a bean gratin that has a crunchy bread crumb, to- crumb topping, mm. fresh herbs, garlic. You know, like just yeah. stuff that is not hard to do. And it's A to Z. So you just like, okay, I have... Right now, I have um, anchovies. I I always Why? use the anchovies because I love them in Caesar okay. salads. Oh, okay. But the oil I always threw out. Yeah? And she uses the oil to make a tomato sauce. She's got <gasps> a recipe for a dressing. Like, just things that you would normally maybe throw out in Spirit of Earth Day. She's reusing. The co- The book it. is excellent. I and it's it. super easy to use. And the interview was great. So I'll put that up on our uh, Weekly Dish Facebook page. Also, like just general uses for food scraps. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you some when we're going to talk about that. Uh, when we come back, you also can call in because it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. And that is 651-641-1071. If you want to call in and ask me a question, if you want to ask a question of Alex, 651-641-1071, give us a call. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll take your Ask Stephanie questions. All right. Thank you for listening to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I'm here with Alex Laudner. Stephanie March is off today, and we are taking your calls to talk about fun things that you guys have experienced or have any questions that you might have or restaurant suggestions. And we do have Lynn on the line, and she's got a question. If you have a question, you can call us right now at 651-641-1071. Hello, Lynn. You're live on the air. How's it going? Hey, it's going right. Uh, Lynn, can you turn your radio down so we can hear you better? Awesome. Okay, are you still there? I am still. You're kind of cutting in and out. Let's see if we can get your question. Can you hear me now? I can. What's your question? I'm going to New Orleans, and I'm wondering if you have any recommendations for any great restaurants 
um, jumbo, you know, the type of local restaurants there, if you've Mm. been there. Yes, I have been there, but it has been since pre-pandemic. I think you for sure want to stop by Commander's Palace. I was just going to say Commander's Palace. Um, That is a famous restaurant, and you want to have a French 75 there Mm -hmm. and just check it out. Um, A lot of the Emerald Lagasse restaurants have since closed that were there. I really don't feel like I have a good uh, first-hand experience that I can share with you. Um, Lafitte's. Okay. You got to go. That's the, I want to say it's one of the first, if not the first bars and they still don't have electricity. It's a tiny little cave like place. It's really cool. They still have candles uh, for lighting. It's really, really cool. I don't, I'm looking it up right now. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name correctly. And I'm also looking it up because we went to a few, um, to shy, which I don't know who owns that now, but that's a Israeli owned restaurant. Uh-huh. And I was definitely going to say Commander's Palace. All I can say, Lynn, is I hope you like butter because literally everything there is soaked in butter. Yum. <laughs> you will, you you will th- never want butter again. <laughs> what were you saying about Lafitte? Yes. Uh, I'm looking it up. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, Lafitte is, uh, I can't find it. It's, it's a it's very famous. You will find it. It's a very, okay. very, very old shack of a place that is um a bar. It's just a bar. And then also obviously you want to go to Cafe du Mont, which yeah, is to have on the, the beignets. Yeah, that's on the water. Uh don't wear clothes you love because you'll be covered you in stink. powdered sugar. And you smell like oil leaving there. Yeah. I would say and too what was the name of that one? Uh Cafe, Cafe du Mont. Du Mont. D U okay. and then M O N D E. One of the things that I did there when I was last there that I really loved was a ghost, a graveyard tour. I did that too. And we really had a good time. It was very informative about the city, about the graves, about the way that they bury people there, about Mm -hmm. the Cajun culture there. It was really Mm -hmm. interesting. So I would highly recommend that. Yes, we did that as well. That was really fun. All right. Have fun. We're going to go ahead and take Leanne now. Hi, Leanne. You are live on the air, and you need a restaurant recommendation, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, My parents are having their 50th wedding anniversary come up. We're thinking of doing something more like a a lunch. Um, How many? They're in Blaine. I'm in Northeast. Besides Jack's, (laughs) where would you recommend? Uh, Honestly, this is an easy one for me because... 50th wedding anniversary, your parents are of a certain age, and hearing is important. And I really like the Nicollet Island Inn. They've got a lot of really little rooms, like, you know, for 10, for 15, for 8. It feels very cozy. The food is good. And they just really have good acoustics, so you can really hear everybody, and it's lovely. That is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, that would be for me where I would take my parents on their 50th wedding anniversary if I wasn't going to Jack's to get the little um, yeah. matchbooks. Matchbooks, yes. But the the view at Nicolette Island and Canby Beach. Yeah, it's and literally it's an island. Time, so yeah, yeah, I would check that out. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And we have Gail on the line who's got a comment or a question about food scraps, 651 641-1071. If you want to call in, we can always take your call after the break, too. Hi, Gail. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. 
Did you want to share some food scrap intel? I do. Well, no, I have a question. Sure. I have been composting my coffee grounds and eggshells. Uh huh. And then, um, I my intent is to put them in my garden. Yes. As soon as I can, but they started to mold. Doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't. No. I thought I thought I'd have to throw them all away. Nope. And I just. Didn't, yeah, because oh, it's been thank cold you, you, and crappy. You. Yeah. No, you can get those in your garden. It's fine. Good. All right. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have Jill that has a happy hour question that we will take on the other side when we come back. You also can tweet us any questions at Weekly Dish MN. And I want to remind you that we have a Facebook question because our friend Alex here is dying to know where you are eating that's low-carb or keto recommendations. So if you've got any of those for her, drop those on the Facebook page, and we will get to those when we come back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. Jill, hold on. We'll get you on the other side and give you some happy hour suggestions. We will be right back.